Hi everyone, and welcome to episode, I want to say eight. That's so cool. Episode eight. Yeah, we're here, and um, I'm really, really excited. Um, my name is Sarah, and this is DM Talks, a podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally, or spiritually. Ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety, and this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. We are all at the centre of our own universe, so why don't we do more to better our own existence? <laughs> so um, I'm back and I'm rested. I'm joined by a beautiful person, mind, body, and soul. And um, yeah, this episode is <laughs> going to be a bit different. This episode is um, <laughs> we're going to get into it. It's the one of the first of tea my life. <laughs> tea will be spilt. Tea will be tea spilt. And it's one of the first of, um, I guess, a series I kind of want to do, which is like related to anti-racism work. Mm-hmm. But um, first off, let me introduce my guest. My guest, <laughs> the guest of honor. Um, how, how do I even start? Top presenter, oh. comedian, class clown. The content, <laughs> the content that we all want to see on Instagram. Like, if you don't see her dancing weekly, like, oh. I feel sorry for you guys because she's out here. She's giving it the most and she's doing the best. And oh, I'm just so happy to be joined by you today. But welcome, Rebecca. Hello. Boop, 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 boop. Hello. Today. I am good, actually. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm happy. Fantastic. How I'm are happy. you? I'm good, thank you. It's, it's like... I'm just happy because it's like everything's like forming together. Like I've been like quite quiet mm-hmm. um, just because I've been, you know, manifesting my projects, kind of like want to make everything like perfect before I provide. So before we're, Do you know what I mean? Like, before I come out, before I come outside and show like, you all you want. I wanted to, you know, um, reflect, meditate, mm. but also grow. Like I feel a lot more confident now. Yeah, and, and everyone needs to rest. Everyone needs to have their resting period. Exactly. And more so now than ever. Because, well, I spoke about this a little in um, the last episode about the uprising, um, or not the uprising, but the increased attention on Black Lives Matter movement yep. um, since the death of George Floyd. Um, it's It's been mad, but also it's been very unnerving because all this increased attention is... Um, it's very draining, isn't it's it, Rebecca? It's very draining. <laughs> it's very like, draining. Very draining. Like, <sighs> oh, it's like I like I like to see that people are caring more, but mm-hmm. you should have you should have already been caring, so to say. You should yeah. have already been caring. It's not just a trend that people can can jump on now. It's not like. I, it's not just George Floyd that has died or exactly. that has been getting killed by police. Do you know exactly. What I mean? Hasn't how many? Um, oh, I can't remember the total number, but I um, well, I can't remember the total number of the demographic. Wait, sorry, let me start again. <laughs> I was at um, a trans um, march on mm. Saturday, or oh, like two Saturdays ago. The we are the seventy percent, and um, I met someone who told me that. I think they read a list of like 24 names of trans people that had died and that had all been this year. All black trans people that have died like <laughs> during this revolt, during this social change, you know, like it's quite, 
it's well it's speechless you're just like yeah well, how, how can you say black lives matter and you post your black square and go yeah and people then, are still getting killed on the street yeah and then oh, and you don't you don't you don't say anything you don't do anything you're just oh i was a bit uncomfortable by, by this situation today so i was i was there for a bit i was yeah. recorded i helped you want to feel like you helped in your head, but are you actually helping? Exactly. Like, I think, uh, like, at the end of the day, I've said this before, actually. I've said, no one was born conscientious, right? Mm. So that's what you need to be aware of in unlearning any form of conditioning, right? Yeah. However, there needs to be sort of a another, like, balance within you where where you're not the first person who's learning this yeah. you're not the you are not the first white person who's learned about race i'm not the first oh. black person to talk about race yeah. so you need to take your sensitivity out of the situation and be it's productive not, it's with not your about learning you. this is exactly. the thing it's, it's not, not about, about you, it's, you. It's, a, it's a collective issue it's a collective issue but we're going to get into that and i think we'll Sorry, we'll say because <laughs> that's what happens it? like you're just like oh, it's crazy but um, yeah, no, we'll get into the team of decoding the messes. But first up, I want to take you to the first segment. That's the divine, and um, this is where we wanted to nominate um, something that we like that we that has uplifted us. And today, I'm gonna nominate a black um, business called Oki Skincare. Um, I actually um, came. How did I find them? I think I found them on Instagram. Yeah. But. Okay, so one good thing, right, that has sort of come out of this uprising is the um, importance of supporting black, black businesses, businesses yeah. supporting um, su- supporting just independent people making it away in their living. It's mm-hmm. like, why do I want to give my money and my coin to an organisation which maybe but, even exploit black and brown people yeah, just because it's the first one that I see on a shelf mm, in Superdrug. it's a branded one that everybody knows. Exactly. Like, let me take my coin elsewhere. Mm. Um, anyway, so I bought two things. I bought um, a facial soap. It was mm. like um, activated charcoal and rose clay. And activated mm. charcoal, like, removes, like, um, it removes... It basically absorbs um, oiliness and it absorbs mm. like um, like unclogs your pores and everything. Okay. So using that with rose clay has been so soothing on my skin, like so so lovely, and it smells really nice. So I'm really really happy about that. Yeah, and then I <laughs> literally no, I'll send you their socials. Like they're sick. <laughs> and then I also used bought this soap called um, I think it was like mint and green barley like soap. It was like an olive oil blend thing. And I shit you not, I finished it in two weeks. I finished a bar of soap in two weeks because I loved it so much. It's just like... Oh, no, I literally... I was there with my exfoliating gloves, like, oh, my God, give it to me. This give it to me. Literally. Your skin's singing to you, like, yeah. Honestly, like, anybody can tell you, oh, I just love... Like, I love skincare. <laughs> love all things moisturising. I like to be soft. I like to be kind to my body, you know, like... I feel like you feel better. The nicer you are to your body, you feel better. Honestly, moisturising is a form of self-care. Honestly. Like, because think about it, right? <laughs> I'm so going... So off topic. <laughs> but, like, moisturising is such a form of self-care. Like, you're sick there no you're standing there with your body like taking every single part yeah. like moisturizing like massaging like yeah no it's like it's 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 one of the simplest forms of self-love like literally it's just like literally, like just that whole idea of touch and like comfort do you know what i mean so yeah. like i made a decision like two years ago not to argue with people who don't moisturize oh yeah 
Because Kelechi, literally, I've said this on the podcast before, I always quote um, Kelechi because she wrote this affirmation, ashy people do ashy things. It's true. So true. And I'll say that with my chest. Do you know what I mean? Like, me with my lovely soap that I got from Oki Skincare. I feel lavish. I feel gentle. I feel refreshed. And I want to spread that loveness to others. So, yeah, guys, support black businesses. Support um, Black Pound Day. I think there's... um, They're doing... Is it like Black Pound Day? They've nominated a day, like, every month now. Every month, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just so, like, clever. Because it's like, we are going to spend money. So why don't I spend my money in a conscious and... A conscious way. Because they're great products. Exactly. They're great products, but they don't get their representation because they're not the first ones that you see. So like it's good in every shop that you can easily get. Exactly. So it's like it's good that like I can talk about on a podcast Mm. and then I can talk about it to friends and then it travels through word of mouth. Yeah. I love that. That's what I love. We love love to see it. We love love to see see it. it. Um, so what would you like to nominate for the divine, Rebecca? I would like to nominate. I'd like to nominate my niece. Oh. Yeah, it was her fourth birthday. Aww. So, yeah. I love you. (laughs) Why do you love her? Tell me a little bit. I love her because as a four-year-old, she has enough attitude to put everyone in their place in my family. Oh, that's impressive. And coming from like a very, very, very strict Nigerian household... For a four-year-old to put my mum in place, yeah, it's kind of like, all right, you go, girl. Oh my god! Like I yes. know she's gonna be fine yeah. throughout her life, mate. <laughs> you know what? I've got another nomination. I've got yeah. another nomination because I honestly think that children with that much fucking conviction, I'm so proud they of them. Make me so, so happy. You know how I mentioned to you, I went to the trans um, march yeah, the on march. Um, a couple of Saturdays ago. Um, yeah, it was for the We Are the Seventy Percent. Um, there's this trans chart, or like so basically it, at the end of the event it gave the opportunity for members of the public to um, speak to speak mm-hmm. and there was this trans child yeah. they were 10 years old and they were like I am trans I am proud and like they literally did this whole speech about her, uh, like their identity and how firm they are and how they're not taking anything um, taking, taking any mediocrity and they're not taking any complicity <sighs> I and that. I literally I just went up to them and I was like I'm so proud of you like I wish I was that courageous as you as 10 years old like oh, me at 10 it, years old like that's the thing like i just i looked at them and i was just so amazed because for a lot of us us, there were so many times where we had to shrink ourselves to um, to make others feel to make better uh, make others feel better to survive many Mm. reasons you know and there's this um trans child out there with conviction taking took every single person's attention like we were all just screaming like clapping crying because we were just so happy <laughs> Sorry, I am the way and I don't care. Literally, I literally, I've never. Been, I was so happy for them. So happy. It was. Oh, I was just so gassed. But yeah, that was. Um, I'm so proud of the younger generation. Honestly, it's just so like proud. it's so affirming. It's so affirming, and like it also makes it's, it reignites hope mm-hmm. again because, yeah. like I said, like um, people did different things in situations mm-hmm. because they had to shrink themselves. So, like, let's say when you're a child, you might want to... Not even when you're a child, when you're an adult, you might do it till this day. Um, there's been times where you even want to make jokes about yourself to sort of make the comfort of being the only black person or the only trans person or 
Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like making the joke so everyone else doesn't have to make the joke. Exactly. That's, it's like breaking the ice for everybody else. Kind exactly. Of thing. And that's something that people had to learn mm. very early in yeah, their identity, yeah, yeah. especially like when they were quite, quite young. So to see that person with Vim, ah, uh-uh, well done you, well done me. Like, we love to see it. Yeah, no, honestly, like, oh, it, it was such a great day. Um, I think then let's take you to the next segment. That wasn't really much of a segue, was it? That was sick. Sorry. That was so good. I was just saying that. I was just like, go, go. That was sick. I literally was there like, go, Rekka. Give it to them. Give it to them. Oh my gosh. Decoding the messes. Okay. This is the Coding the Messes, the segment which involves unpacking something that we consider mess, whether we find it on and offline. So I am going to talk about Monroe Bergdorf, right? Not that she's mess, she's love, a beautiful, beautiful love, woman. Love, 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 I love, love. her. But um, I want to talk about an incident in 2017, right? Monroe Bergdorf was a model that um, she got a job, working job with L'Oreal, right? Um, she, it was a part of their diversity campaign. Um, Monroe Bergdorf is also trans black woman. Um, and basically it was found out that her status, basically someone found a status that she put on her private Facebook and sold it to the press mm-hmm. and she got destroyed. In the statement, she was responding to, um, you know, the protest against protest in Charleston in 2017 where white and far pro-white protesters were defending a statue yeah. and then someone decided to drive through the statue through the statue yeah, yeah and it, was that, it was that event it was that event and well not even an event it was the incident it was fucking traumatic you know anyway so Monroe was com- like commentating on the event she said all white people are racist she that wasn't the only thing that she said it was like a Whole paragraph, mm-hmm. right? So from this, she was sacked from her job, right? The internet went mad. Internet went mad. The internet, honestly, I've never seen like a public figure be destroyed. So by, brutally so bashed. Badly. Like she is not even just this incident, which was horror, which is so like abusive. Like she actually was forced to quit as Labour LGBT advisor in 2018 because of the abuse from um, abuse and attacks in the tabloid press and by comments that the Conservatives had made. Like even now, she I was on her Instagram earlier when I was researching and there's a lady called, um, oh yeah, here she is. There is a lady called, um, what's her name? Oh, it's not really coming up. Internet, internet, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. It's just like, why? The whole of the, people are entitled to their opinions. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. But to watch the whole of the UK, basically, turn around and bash you for your image to the point that you have to, how much, this is the thing, I feel like people don't understand how much mental pressure that puts on a person, Completely. how much anxiety that can put on a, pres- a person, how much depression that could cause a person to then have. Because, mm. oh, people don't actually think, do they? Like, nobody actually thinks because you wouldn't... Okay, for example, someone 
someone can say, okay, I like, I like dogs. I like, I think all Rottweilers, not, yeah, Rottweilers. I think all Rottweilers are racist. Okay. That's that person's opinion. Yeah. Does that then cause you to want to then send death threats to this person, then start triggering, like then start attacking this person because of their image or because of what you've then found out or you're digging things up to try and break down this person. Mm. You don't do it. Realistically, ooh, Rebecca, don't say certain things because... (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, it's mad to me because, like, I... A part of, like, my interest in psychology is, um, like, just interpreting language, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say even with the comment or um, the statement saying all white people are racist, right? Saying all white people were racist is literally like saying um, the police force is racist, right? That's... You wouldn't you wouldn't be shocked by that because of the proportion relates that black and brown people were killed by. Yep, by the police. You wouldn't be offended by that because you see, like, do you know what I mean? You see, you, you live you, with it. You day see to it. Day. You you could be a racist, right, and still be aware that the black people that that the police are still racist. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You and you could even use that to your advantage. Like of we've course. seen with Amy Cooper, the per, the lady oh. who tried to sh- um call the police on a black man was when she was walking dog. a dog. Yeah with um because you're supposed to walk dogs on leads in the park and she wasn't and she wanted to call him call the police on yeah him. because he called her out do you know what i mean so to, for you to be offended by saying all white people are racist is suggesting that your individual individuality is higher than the collective that has also experienced different history yeah and that has also very experienced a different exploitation like i find it very very um uh, it just baffles me. It baffles it's me because the confusing. thing is, it's like I, I said this before earlier. It's like, okay, so I'm not the first black person to talk about racism. Yep. You're not the first white person to learn about racism. So why is your sensitivity higher than you, the education that you could receive? That you could easily receive. Because easily receive. There's Google. There's books. You can find the actual sources of decent books. Not books that have been misconstrued to sell a certain narrative. You can, there's there's libraries, there's countless of libraries. Library cards are free. The internet is free. You can go to, you can go to the library to get on the internet. I, I, I used to do that. I can't lie. At one point, I used to do that. No, I and it's fine. It's good to educate yourself. You, but you have to because you're living in a world which not everybody's like you. Not everybody's going to be for you. So you want to mm. educate yourself to help others you know exactly. and i think even when we go back to this um all white people racist like that that statement that was made it's not because it's talking about collective it literally is not offensive it's mm-hmm. literally talking it saying all white people are racist is literally the same as saying all white people are complicit in contributing to racism yeah basically and that is literally it whether That's you want to acknowledge it. it or not you are part of the problem realistic but that's the thing like we're all we're li- race wasn't created by us right it was created before us we're all in this fucking system together you know and this this system affects the my community more so than your community yeah and that is that is literally it like you don't need to um you don't need to like get your feelings involved it's basically you telling me your feelings are more important, important than my whole collective community's but feelings but basically. honestly it's true because it's like you're deciding to choose your whiteness over 
my humanity. Literally. Because it's not racism doesn't end by a bloody comment. It's happen it's it's taken into healthcare, it's taken into institutions, it's, it's taken, taken everything. everything. And um I um well yeah, let me tell you take um talk about Monroe because I just find it really mad. Right. So this incident happened in 2017. She's had so much abuse and um just so much violence directed towards her since mm-hmm. um 2017 because she just basically got loads of um just public attention, right? Yeah. So now, Black Lives Matter increase, uprising. Everyone's like, oh my God, let's help. Let's learn about race, blah, blah, blah. All of this stuff. <laughs> and she was calling out L'Oreal because she was, I think, it's that whole thing of big brands need to be accountable Definitely. of their things. Definitely. And now she has just been awarded, right? So I'll read this as off her Instagram. Bearing in mind all of the, what I just told you in 2016. So yeah, so six weeks ago on June the 9th, she says, I've spoken with L'Oreal Paris and please swipe for a full statement. The statement here says, this week I spoke with L'Oreal Paris, new president, Delphine Viguer. Viguer? I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry, Delphine. Um, <laughs> who reached out to me directly. We had an open and constructive conversation. She listened to what I had to say and expressed her regret on how the situation was handled three years ago. Shortly, L'Oreal released a statement on their plans to, plans to make a charitable donation of 25 grand. I don't know if that's euros or whatever. 25 grand to Mermaid Gender, supporting gender variant and transgender youth in the UK, and 25 grand to UK Black Pride, an annual safe space to celebrate diverse sexualities and gender identities, cultures, gender expressions, and backgrounds. Um, she goes on to say, where is this? Okay, so when so when L'Oreal, um, where does it say? Oh yeah, so when L'Oreal offered me a consultancy role to sit on their UK diversity and inclusion advisory board, helping to influence and inform the brand, I thought that would be the perfect opportunity to practice what I preach and take up the seat at the table to be the representation that we deserve as a community. I believe in accountability and progress, not cancellation grudges. While that happened three years ago, it was extremely traumatic for me, personally and professionally, sitting on a board to provide a voice and a champion for black, trans and queer voices in the beauty industry is important to me. I'll leave you with that, but um, you can find her on Instagram. She's like widely, widely known. So like, yeah. And I just think like this poor woman, yeah. She's literally been saying the same thing for how long now, right? 2017, everyone wanted to destroy her because everyone got their feelings in a twist and they didn't want to learn racism for what it actually was. Mm -hmm. And now you you see this. It's kind of like, oh, it's like, Take it on the chin and move on. Go on. Do you know what I mean? It makes you stronger. No, go honestly, on. Go on. Go I hope Monroe Bergdorf gets all the prizes, all the claims, every single thing, because she deserves it. She Not deserves everything. She's intelligent and beautiful and so fucking wise. But just imagine that. Just imagine that emotional strength. Can you actually... Imagine how traumatising. Like, regardless of you, like, like even all the personal battles that we have on an, on an internal level day to day, but being in the public eye under that much magnitude, being that destroyed, being violated daily. Like she's literally getting death threats, like if you like on everywhere. Do you know what I mean? And oh, I just was mad. Like she honestly, it was she was one of the first people that I wanted to look at like during this, this sort yeah. of thing. Cause I was just like raw, like, do you see how the world has just changed in three years like that? Sorry, sorry, Monroe. Sorry, oh, we this didn't. Girl best get her coin. She, she needs to definitely you. get her coin. <laughs> most definitely. She deserves it. Like honestly, she's been through the most, and um, 
You know, I think this actually takes me into my next um, topic that I want to talk about, which is called uh, mechanism of racism. Because I genuinely, genuinely think... Actually, wait, no, you know what? Let me ask you, how do you feel? Because I can see, Honestly, I can see you sitting there being like... Loki, <laughs> like, shout out Monroe, think, I think you're genuinely amazing. I feel like certain brands are... They do... They do things for performative. They okay. do things to be performative. They've been like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So now everyone's seen that we've done wrong in the past. Yeah. Let's publicly show how good we're trying to be now. Yeah. Let's Let's make it be like, oh, but we're doing this. Thing, it's a good thing. Because it's, it's a like, great if you disrespect thing. me loudly, you praise, yeah, like, you praise me. Yeah, praise me. Praise me even louder. louder. Yeah. Praise me even louder. But this is the thing. You can start putting things in place. Start putting things in place first. Okay. Don't just be like, oh, we're gonna, we're going to give you a huge donation for this and give you a huge donation for that. That's all. That's all fantastic. Yeah. We, we need that. We love that. Yeah. But start doing more for the community. Start doing more for the society. Okay. Yes. So, and long standing. And long standing. Not just oh, I'll post my black square and go. I'll post my black square. Yeah, I'll give I a donation for on yes the action. Yes. I want to see, for example. I want to see discount codes for for certain for, for people of certain colours, of people of certain genders, people of just I just wanna see I want to see more. This yeah. is the thing. I want to see more. Because <sighs> I just oh, I'm getting so I like okay for example with L'Oreal okay. I want to see classes being put in place mm-hmm. for example I want to see classes of teaching people teaching transgender transgender women transgender men fe- people that are more feminine people that are more masculine teaching them how to take, do more skincare things mm-hmm. being more inclusive on yeah. a day to day basis yeah not just because you have been called out for something yeah that's the thing I want to see more day-to-day change mm-hmm. i want to see that like, same way you were public you're very public and you're very vocal with your disrespect mm. carry on being ve- like and then you want to be more vocal with your respect and you want to be more vocal yeah. with your apology carry on being vocal mm-hmm. don't just be consistent like, yeah. be consistent don't just okay i've been very vocal in it's like i've apologized for everyone else to see Mm, yeah yeah show me what else you're doing to change yeah do you know what i mean yeah no definitely definitely. show me what you're doing to change because that's the thing there's so many ways to be racist there's There's so so many many ways ways. (laughs) do you mean like there's so So many many ways ways. because it can put her on this panel and she might literally be the only then person of color or the only then trans woman there, do you know what do I mean? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like we need long standing action and long standing like like not just an opportunity to me, but an opportunity for people that look like me on and off back like back, on, and on off. the background and but everywhere. Also on screen. Yeah. Like everywhere. Not just someone that's more that has more followers. We need people like we need it to be for everyone. Like yeah. literally be for everyone. Because that's the thing, like I think when I was learning about race, especially in relation to my dissertation. I was, or even when I was just learning about it at university, like I was learning, but then also I felt so like privileged as well because I have the resources and the information to, to learn. learn. So Woo-hoo! think about all the people that do not even have the language to communicate their pain or communicate their frustration. Those are the people that are just lost in the system and then Very they're recycled lost. into the um they're recycled into opportunities that aren't aligning with their best selves and it's mm. so unfortunate because it's like I can talk about all of this but think about like all the other black like 
black women that also look like me that are that, in shitty schools mm -hmm. or in the care, like in care and like they don't have the language. Yeah, sh shitty institutions. Shitty institutions. Shitty you know I mean? workplaces. Shitty just general day-to-day -day lives. But they don't have situations. the language to reflect it. Like they don't have the language to communicate their feelings. Like it really, it's, it scares me. It's, it's sad. It's very sad. Like, because it's... <sighs> As a person that's like, I don't really know how to articulate myself well, mm -hmm. which is why it always looks like I'm just getting so heated because I'm just like, <laughs> no, words come out, but like, it's passion, isn't it? It's passion, and that's what, mm, that's one thing I want to get into, but I don't <laughs> want to get into it now, just because I have, I am trying. Yeah, right? this is the thing we need to give, we need to have more spaces that it's more accepting to give people time to want to then try and then want to then talk about their emotions and then talk about their experiences. It's gonna take people time. You can't just expect people to be like, oh yeah, I've just met you, but I'm just gonna tell you my whole life story and how oh. how you've made me feel or how, no. Putting that emotional responsibility on you. It's I, oh I'm not your mother. Gosh, I'm not your mother. I'm not your ah. mother, I'm not your sis. Ah. I'm not your mommy, ah. I'm not your girlfriend. Ah. I'm not your, I'm not your anything. I'm just trying to live my best life. You know, I'm just out here being cute. Like, I just really realistically, we're not anyone's teachers. We are not anyone's teachers. So same go it's like going back to it. I don't have to teach you about oh, racism or how to be less discriminative or less prejudiced. Mm -hmm. There's movies, literally. there's books, there's, there's even Google. there's Google, there's childhood cartoons. Yeah, I'm literally like I'm scrolling through my Facebook and I basically so June the 3rd, well, at the start of June, when um, mm -hmm. there was just loads of attention on Black Lives Matter, um, I just saw some information, so I was resharing it, whatever. Um, but because I was sharing it, it gave the opportunity for some white people to slide into my mentions and be like, oh, um, what about this? Do you know about this? So I wrote a status. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you. No one is born conscientious, which I think is important to remember in learning any conditioning. Yet saying that, this is not the time to slide into the DMs of your black friends to educate you. That has emotional labor and further suggests that black people are of service to you. Um, anything that you can message to your friend, you can also put into a search engine. Remember, oh Google is your friend. <laughs> Mate, it goes on, like, honestly, I made another statement. Like, I was moving mad. Like, I was literally, we're not moving mad, but oh like, I just didn't God. have time. This is my second status, literally. I was moving like a this Facebook mum. This is hilarious. Mom. So this is, so, okay, so this one was, um, actually, no, you know what? Let me not, like, let me I not need to tell you myself, the reason why gonna... I find, like, find this so funny. I, told, no. I said to my friend, I was like, oh, I'm coming to do a podcast. Like, I'm doing, coming to do, a, to, do, to talk on a podcast about yeah. racism. And the first thing they went is, the person you're doing the podcast with, are they white or black? And I was like, they're black. And she was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, I was like, understandable, but you tell me why. And she was like, I'm sick of everyone basically like wanting me to then be like, oh, so you tell me about your experience. Tell me how yeah. it's made you feel. Oh, because I care about you so much. Do you? Because I feel like you were there and you could have stopped it, but let's definitely leave that for another day. Do you know what was oh. do you know what was really weird as well? Like during this whole thing, during this month of June where any, everyone learned about black people. <laughs> like we've not been here forever. Forever. <laughs> Look, oh, it was the whole like it was oh it was the whole like people that have been racist to you sharing pro-black things or no sharing things that like were in favor of black lives matter i was like eh? oh my days Voila. do you know would you know what i'm not even gonna lie it was a mind fuck there was wasn't a, it the protest i went to two protests the protest that i went 
to... The first one? I went to... I went, there was one that was meant to be officially the first one that was at the library. Okay. The, the I saw... I saw someone that you know, so I thought you were there, but I didn't see you. I seen one that was at the library that was near St. Peter's Square. Yeah, that was the one that was there. We that, 150 people. Yeah, yeah I saw... Yeah, yeah. I was at that one, and then there was that... The bigger one. Like yeah, the 20,000 one. 20,000 one. Yeah. And I can't even lie, like... I nearly had a panic attack because I was, oh I was like, like I don't want to sound like a bitter person or no, I don't want to sound. No, I completely get what you mean. Where oh were God. all of you when things are happening on a day-to-day basis? There's people that I saw there that I have personally been in a racial incident with. Literally. And you have chose to be quiet. Oh my god! Or you have chose to be uh, sit uh, on the fence. Sit on the fence, or just oh, let me let me throw in a little joke. <laughs> let me tell you about people who sit on the fence, right? We the thing is, people used to sit on the fence when they were younger because it is a social comfort, mm-hmm. right? However, we're grown now. If you if you're sitting on the fence of structural integrity, that that's the choice. That is a choice. That is a choice. But you know what? I'm so happy that you said that because that's exactly what happened to me when I went to the um, the twenty eighth the, oh. the one in London. No, I literally like oh. I started. I I thought I'd saw someone that I'd been in a racial incident with, and I it looked it put me back into that room. I was literally crying. I literally I didn't know I'd... I didn't know what to do because I felt so powerless. Because it's like how how has my racial based trauma ignited <laughs> that reaction so quickly? Oh, how was something I thought I got over just. Do you know what I mean? Just like that. That's the thing, because regardless of if it's been indirect or direct, I'm going to be black throughout all of this. Throughout my whole life. 24-7. So I've got all these memories and I've got all this... um, All this trauma I'm going to have to face every day. Do you know what I mean? It's all attached. It's like um, someone referred to it in my dissertation as a... um, No, one of my participants referred to it as a... um, Memory of like racial memoirs. Yeah. Or like, it's like a backlog of um, like... Well, yeah, racial when was. Yeah. It's just crazy like because story. it's just it's just mad. Like it's it's just I'm just so sort of I feel comfort. It's weird how you said that because I feel actually comforted by the fact that you said that because then I know I'm not mad. Yeah, because that is literally what happened to me. I was crying. I literally crying. I didn't know what to do. I was literally I was just like I was walking with all my friends and I was just like. And normally, you know me, I'm a very, yeah, Probably, yeah, like, like loud person. When things affect me, I try to act like it doesn't. But yeah. I literally, I was just like, oh, I had goosebumps. Yeah. I felt like, I felt short of breath. I was, my head was all dis, like, I just didn't know. I was just like, so you, I get it. People change and people can educate mm. themselves. But if something has happened recently, and I've ever seen you be silent or sit on the wall or sit on the fence in regards yeah. to a racial issue. And then for me to see you there and you're saying, yeah, you're you're for Black Lives, you're that you will No, you're for the Instagram. You're for the gram. You're for the gram, you're for the Twitter, you're for the Facebook. Cause you want to show at one point that you are on the right side of history when silently you probably were not. Do you or know even what I mean? if Ooh, okay. Mate, honestly, it's it's Awful. a lot. And I just think like there needs to be a lot of... This is why I'm encouraging all black people to rest as much as they can right now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to, sp- like, speak up, of course. Like, we need to fight for these issues. But also, this is an emotive Take time. time. Take time. Take your sweet, sweet because time. Because I think there's a lot of things that... I feel like you kind of have this numbness. 
Yeah. Because you're so used to it, you kind of have this numbness. Yeah. And something triggered me recently, and I was just like, No, definitely. For this to trigger me is just like I think I like to think I'm a rock. I like yeah. I know I have to be. I have to be strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been taught all my life I have to be strong because the world's not going to be nice. For something so small as it was, it was some basically someone commenting on Michelle Obama's shoulders and saying how it was more manly. Yeah, it set me off. No, I, it I set me no, off. The thing is, like when you're like, I'm not sure about you, but like when I was younger, I was constantly um, I just uh, just got loads of like verbal abuse just about how because I'm darker, I'm more manlike, and it's just like. It's like I'm still cute though, and you know what? Actually, let me take that back. The same people that were fucking rude to me when I wasn't the right, um, I wasn't the right black for them, then tried to slide into my DMs when I was cute. You know what it is? I was always cute, but not for you. It's over sexualized (laughs) or over masculinized. Yeah. It's there's it's like they can't they can't they can't find a they can't find a middle ground. It's either I find you so sexy or. You know, I don't find you sexy because I feel like you look like a man because yeah. I can because I could potentially bench more than you at gym and I don't even go gym. Realistically, <laughs> realistically, you're intimidated. Why are you intimidated by how I look? I'm not doing mm. anything to you. I'm literally just trying to live my life. No, and that's the thing. Like we're all living our lives, and because it's honestly one of the reasons why I made this podcast because the thing is we all want to be seen in our entirety however as a black woman i'm going to be viewed first and for first by my prefix mm-hmm. and that is a part of my life and that is not just my life that is someone that looks like you that's down the road that's someone that's in another country that's someone in do you know what i mean three miles away three, like, it anywhere. doesn't matter racism is anywhere and everywhere like you can't ignore it you can own you can acknowledge it and work through it but you cannot ignore it cannot ignore it well i mean you can if you're white (laughs) and that's what we saw for so many years but you know what this this um this uprising in black lives matter has given the confidence to black and brown people well i mean obviously like mostly black but it hasn't given confidence to people from a racial minority to cut ties with people that do not um yeah no, cut ties for their people for comfort. Because when I was younger, like, talking about race, just worried about it because it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose out everyone. Like, oh. they're going to let me down. Da, da, da. Like, you're getting your feelings. Now, oh do I give a fuck? You would never fool like, me. Oh, you my God. <laughs> you know, you've literally just said something like, okay, so I remember when I was younger, I'm not, it's one of the only things I would, like, not one of the only things, a couple of things <laughs> that I could go back and correct people on. Mm. When I was younger, in high school, I was chill with like not always. Uh, there would be like this certain group of like white girls. I went to an all girls school that I would chill yeah. with, and I would let them assume that I am of Caribbean descent mm-hmm. and not of African descent mm-hmm. because I know that Caribbean descent is more favored. Mm-hmm. So to say, amongst amongst that group or no. amongst just in general realistically no, no, just no, no. in general no, let's not like, even sugarcoat it, it. Was, it was just in general it was the thing is it was like it was weird how like um i could because I, I could because i'm do you know what i mean i'm a black woman south sudanese african i could see the um well just growing up i was just aware of like sort of racial preference Yes. And it was really, no, not racial, pro- no, that doesn't make sense because it's not about being black. It's, it's not about, to do about culture, isn't cultural, it? Or about culture and like history. Cause... Culture, history, destination, or what they, th- but, culture, because I feel like they think 
Jamaican culture is more is more acceptable. It's more fun. Like someone literally like they would literally they would it was this sort of anti Africa um nurse that was very rooted in oh Africans are poverty um are are poor. poverty they all stink and this like, and this you know what and I mean that. it was really abusive but the thing is there was more sort of um I don't know how to explain it, but like it was really offensive when it I was, was younger. Really someone offensive. literally said it to me. Someone was literally like to me, Oh yeah, you're African black. Like someone said that to me with their whole chest. Oh, Can't you just let mercy. me like be about my day? Bearing in mind, oh, this was when I was like fourteen. It's like me. 14, it's 13. like me coming up to someone and being like, "Oh, your 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 A four sheet of paper white." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Sorry. That's Sorry. Okay. And what does that do for you? Do What's you that mean? doing for your day? Oh, well, how's that? Uh, like, I remember there was this there was this one time where um I was outside this like bar situation and um. Uh, there was this guy, there was this black man. Um, he was terrorizing me in front of his group of friends. He was like, Oh, you're so black, you're so black, you're so this, you're so that. I was like, Oh, isn't some, don't you have some form of woman that is black in your life? Do is you your mum not black? Is your mum not black? Is your grandmother not black? Is there someone not black in your life? Oh Yet you want to come to me just because I'm a few shoes darker than you. I know, I feel like it is as well. I feel like sometimes with, with people like that, it's like, Oh, uh, it's like kind of like trying to get in favor. It's like a I'm trying to get in. No. I want to be in their favor. Oh, no, so before they can do it, I'm gonna do it, and they're gonna but, be more like, oh, no, you're my so, G. You're so right. Because the thing is, everyone like, um, so let's say I, I was brought up in Windsor, right? And it was like, oh, um, everyone like everyone's fucking mad, right? Everyone was mad, mm-hmm. but because. Um, it was that, oh, I want to be with the white community more than the black community. I was the brunt of a lot of their jokes and I was a lot of brunt of a lot of their views because oh, I was the only days. black woman as well. No, I think, okay, so there was like, when I say, um, okay, so there's only two people, three mm-hmm. people that are as dark as me in Windsor, but I, well, not obviously now, but when I was growing up, yeah. do you know what I mean? There was literally three people that looked like me. But they came at different stages of their lives. Yeah. So I came. I st- I was in schooling in Windsor since I was four or five. Do you know what I mean? So I've grown up with these people. I've seen the racism, and they've. So my experiences were different to, to theirs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I say this because because I lived in Windsor. It Never. wasn't like oh white people are bad and um they are racist. But black people were being racist. Like yeah. people were being racist to me. So I saw Windsor as like okay, you find your tribe. And then being more prejudiced, you, 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 more no, discriminated. But, yeah. but that's the thing, you just find your tribe and you chill with them. I would have bring up an example of the madness that is living in Windsor, right? So this happened, I think, maybe two years ago. This mixed race person I don't know mm-hmm. was having a drink in Windsor, having like, you know, gin and tonic as you do with your friends, nice. like just chilling, just having a nice little drink, the sun's shining. Do you know what I mean? Love to see it. And anyway, so they were having a drink. And one of a work, someone who's worked there, mm-hmm. who's also dark skin, like like the same color tone as me. Yeah. Bearing in mind, there's like hardly any like dark skin people in Windsor. Went up to them on whilst they're drinking, Work, yeah. and was like, "Oh, so what do you think about the word half cast?" Bomba squeeze. Let me just unpack oh. that. If you don't understand what I've just said, a dark skinned black woman has gone up to a mixed race woman and said, what do you think about the word half cast whilst they're having a drink? Do you not see that as mad? They have literally gone up to someone and tried to ignite conflict 
conversation an emotion an emotion and conversation when someone is literally minding their business having a drink this person doesn't know you from adam leave me alone like this is what i mean that that's the thing because of incidents like that happening with so many people around like where i live it was literally like you find your peoples and you move forward like the black people the black people were just as mad to me as the white people so that's why i just had my tribe and like Uh... i had my friends and that was it so because of stuff like that i have a very um because well, I was just, I was so ingrained mm. in stuff like that. It just makes me see racism for the ideology that it is. Yeah. Because you cannot be being spewing that amount of um, discomfort in an individual whilst you're working just because it's on your mind. <laughs> the fact that the person had that no. much vim to go and say it to somebody. Didn't even say hi, that was the first question. First question. Can while I'm, whilst that person's working. Yeah, she, they were working. Literally, you're collecting, wow. you're collecting drinks to take to the oh, to the bar. You're collecting days. empty glasses, and you decide to be discriminatory to people whilst you're working. Like, whilst how you're is working. that okay? So, like, because of yeah, like I said, like, I, racism is a crazy ideology. It's insidious, but it's also everywhere, and it's it can everywhere. Be, it can also be um, like. Oh yeah, it's 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 just a bit mad, but you know what? I'm gonna take you to a little educational part. Of okay, this. I love to learn. You I know. love to learn. So I'm gonna tell you about role congruity theory, right? Okay. So this is a psychological theory. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm being psychoanalyzed. <laughs> oh no, this is not a psycho um, psychoanalysis. But yeah. It's more so like I honestly think right that if people were able to acknowledge, no, to recognize how racism works in your eyes and in your mind you'd be able to understand racism a bit quicker. Like, yeah. Or, not even racism a bit quicker, but like it would, um, it would just, imp- a bit it, would, better. it would assist yeah. your learning and your education. So actually I wrote some notes just I here. That. I did a paper as well this morning. I read a paper as well, proud of myself. I love that. Do you know what I mean? I was like gassed. But um, we yeah, let me talk. <laughs> intellectual queen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rebecca. I'm Yeah, no, let me talk to you about um, role congruity theory. Sorry, I'm just getting my notes up. Okay, so, wait, we're doing so well. Oh my God, I'm so happy about this. Like, normally it's taking so much oh, longer. It's because I feel I feel like I should have came with like information and receipts oh. and been like... But the thing is, what I like about this is that we're such... Like, we're, we've done that throughout. Think about when you were talking about um, that thing that triggered you earlier and the yeah. thing that I was talking about Monroe. Like, that's all of that. Mm-hmm. However, we're coming with emotion. We're coming with personal accounts. Yeah. And that needs to be the foundation of this first episode because it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, so that's how it makes you feel. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's okay. weird how sort of education is like that, but people only learn through relatedness. Mm-hmm. This is why I like anime so much. Oh, what do you like about anime? Because I feel like... <laughs> you tell me about it. I feel yeah, like... I need to get this thing up anyway. I'm trying to find um, view ball. Table I feel view. like it understands me. And I feel like there's always a character that I feel like, oh my God, that's me. Mm-hmm. It's a lovable crackhead that <laughs> is ready for all the smoke. Yes, we and love to like, see it. They always tell the story of how this character or a certain character or has come from... Do you know what I heard? This is one of the funniest things. Okay. I heard that black people love anime because it's always a character that's come up with adversity <laughs> and it's always how they, it always goes to show about how they prevail and that's why black people love anime. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually jokes. And like, I was like, yeah. 
See, all I heard was the truth. So <laughs> you just sit here and my fucking teacher. I mean, it's like, oh my god. Oh like, my days. I was like, oh, someone said it to me, and I was like, right. So that explains my love for every anime I've ever watched. <laughs> um, this Mitchell has a negative. Sorry, I'm just writing my um negative appraisal. So, um, I. Want to talk to you about role congruity theory mm-hmm. and basically this is something that i just became familiar with in um learning about gender and stereotyping but within the media within life within yeah. identity you know and well within society really and um yeah it was really really interesting but i sort of used this theory to understand race more mm-hmm. and then i found this other study that actually talks about it in relation to race. So I think okay. it's like really fitting. So basically role congruity theory suggests that you have your ought self and your is self. Mm-hmm. Um, your ought is self is what you ought to do, what you ought to be told by society. So men ought to be politicians, right? Mm-hmm. You then have your is self and that's what you actually do. Um, so if you have a female politician that disrupts um, and she's at, she's just being she's, she's just being there. What she, that disrupts the alt that disrupts the alt because mm-hmm. wait that's supposed to be man you know because that's what society Things. told you to do and that's what's yeah. conditioned and that's also reflected in our history but reflected in like top um positions in like managerial yeah. positions you know i mean there's a lack of sure. women representation in higher spaces, higher spaces you know? yep anyway so when there's a mismatch um, it gives it a negative appraisal, right? Mm. But then when someone does something bad, it's like a double negative, right? Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, so you've got a woman politician and it's like, what? Wait, she shouldn't be a politician, she's a woman. But then let's say if she does something bad, she's a double bad, she's, she's a really a... bad politician. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? She shouldn't have done that. But Ooh. then when you look, look into, into the relation of race, it's off, like, then you can see sort of see how it's fitting. So think about um, Diane Abbott, who was um, shadow defense of the Labour Party for um, a number of years. She is, um, I think she was one of the only first, like, black MPs in, um, well, she was one of the first black MPs, like, first black women MPs. Yeah. And I remember looking at... Um, statistics about like twitter and like hate abuse and like all of that stuff and there's one recently i think they did something like 25 they looked at politicians um the rate of, of which politicians received like hate um, hate, hate, hate. And online and whatnot and i think it was like over twenty-seven thousand tweets half of those was just directed at diane abbott So you can see... The UK is not innocent. The UK is not innocent. Massage <laughs> in a way that there is a society against her in a societal norm, you know? Yeah. She's, she's a also woman. a woman and then she is also a black. And she's a black. Imagine if she was gay. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And like, I found it really interesting how this, um, if you're, if you understand this role, this theory, and then you understand that you're a human, you understand that there's 7 billion people on this earth. Everybody um, is sort of, well, depending on where you live and where, like, and how you've been brought up, but everybody is also provided with this conditioning Mm -hmm. and this socialization. So let's say in like the West, like in the UK alone, we have all been through the same conditioning. 
you know? Yeah. Unless it, like, okay, so let's say if we all went to schools, right? I heard um, Jill Scott, you know, that race educator, that yeah. white woman, she referred it to, um, if you went to school in a Western world, that is not education, that's indoctrination. Oh, Lord. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And it's just just crazy because the thing is, people like, what is racism? I think if you understand this theory and then you can understand that the history of discrimination, whether black people weren't fit for jobs, black people were superhuman in... They had um, amazing strength. Amazing strength. And this and that. And then if you cross, sort of cross-reference that or maybe cross-compare that to um, institutional settings, you can really sort of expose the virus that is racism mm. and you can actually understand how um, influential it is to this a person's is the thing, well-being. I, I feel like it's it's a very visible thing. This yes. is a very, very visible thing. Because if we think about it, okay, football players, mm-hmm. basketball players, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, it's either... It's like you you only want to, for example, praise us when we're doing something in a way to entertain you. Yeah. Like black comedians. Mm. They're they're loved. They're so hilarious because they say the white jokes. They say the jokes, they say the black jokes that white people say amongst themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they say yeah, it out so they loud. About it. So they're like, oh my god. <laughs> He's just my favorite, and then realistically, you can watch any other per- any other black person or any other any other person be discriminated against in mm. real life. So you're not actually, who you're not actually, you know, no, you can't. You just, in a way, it's kind of like you want to use us mm. for a number of different reasons, a number of different reasons, entertainment over t- to something emotional labor, emotional labor, emotional. Being like... Oh, the emotional brunt of things as well. Yeah. Honestly, do you know what I'm Like, you have to carry the weight of the... Like, we have to be strong. Yeah, no, but the thing is... We have to be strong. I was saying, my friend was on the phone today, the other day, and I was just thinking about um, when I was in school and how... I'll definitely talk about this more in one episode, but how when I was in school and I knew when the... Like, let's say the teachers would be upset in their own personal lives and that influenced how much racism that I was going to get... So Jesus I've literally Christ, that's sad. It's it's sad. And that's, that's how I look. Honestly, like at least four white men in teachers in that school have screamed in my face, right? And then a week later I found out they have fucking marital problems. So they think that they can brunt on me, a 14-year-old dark skinned black woman. For what reason? I shouldn't have to be your emotional cushion, your teacher. I shouldn't have to be the I shouldn't everything. Be there. I shouldn't have to be there. But the thing is, they saw me as a black child that shouldn't be at a private school. So that was the first... That was, Okay, so let me talk about this theory in relation to this incident. So they saw that black child was in that school a private right school. in a private school well she's not ought to be there she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't belong there but she actually is so we've got a mismatch then <laughs> right year 10 i was um year 10 i was aware of this stuff no i was aware of racism but i wasn't as vocal as i was in year 11 yeah year 11 if you came for me i'm coming for your head and i that, love it i <laughs> and, love it and so. that get that again so like look <laughs> Okay. But then <laughs> the thing is, the second you then come for them, you become destructive, angry, and 
hard to teach. And now I've confirmed their opinion that they have for themselves. So now, do you see how that negative appraisal has already been heightened? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, um, oh, now she's being aggressive. Now she's fighting back. And now she's fulfilling fulfilling the stereotype that I so deem and I so fear because that is what I've been conditioned to see in a black woman. Oh, then, they, then they start feeling attacked because yeah. you're sticking up for yourself. Honestly. You're sticking up for yourself. Realistically, no one should be screaming in the face of a 14-year-old child. No Nobody. one. Like, how Nobody. are you a teacher? How, how, how are you a teacher? At a private school. Honestly, like, I lost... A, that's, you know when you become comfortable with cussing out people older than you? Yeah. I became, <laughs> I became comfortable then. Honestly, like, oh, my God. This one, uh, let me tell you about this one woman. I'll leave it for another episode. This one woman, right? Yeah. She was an embarrassment. Okay. But this one woman, right? I worked... That I, let me say that I worked with. She was my teacher. Yeah. Um, she was, oh, she was extra man. She was, um, you know, the ones who were like, tell you about their personal life and you're literally there trying to learn. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what this bitch said to me once? Do you know what she said to me? She called me illiterate. She called me illiterate, right? She called me illiterate. She, um... What else did she do? She called me literally, and then she said, um, I don't know why, but I was in book club at one point. Like, I literally, I don't know why I was there, but I was I there. I love that, friend. girl. How can you call <laughs> me illiterate and going, to, and going to book club? But do you know what she said as well? She was like, oh, Sarah, didn't you like it? Because there wasn't any pictures in the books. She said that to me when I was, when I wasn't 14 by this point. This is when I was like 16, right? Oh, at 16, I was a psychopath. I'd be like, let's so, go outside. Honey, let's go outside. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know how to fight. So I couldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't know how to fight. Like, I'll tell you now. Like, with me, with me, it was me, my voice versus the world. Like, my voice No, but I now. love <laughs> that. Like, I love that. I didn't know. I literally, because the thing is, I didn't know how to. I no, but this is the to. thing. I feel like you then have to learn how to defend yourself in a number of ways. Oh, honey, I, I, I gave it to her. I told oh, her. Hey. I told her about herself like literally i basically she always used to talk about her boyfriend right so i oh, basically professional no, it? no, it's, it's so embarrassing so i basically called her out yeah. on her boyfriend in front of the group in front of like a class and she literally went quiet and then also i got an a in her fucking class jeez we so love to see it again because i'm still get out here getting Ooh. a's Oh, if I was in that, if I was in that school, it would have been a whole. Oh no, that's the thing. Like, it's weird because it was like it was such a weird moment. Because at the end of the day, like, it was some of the worst years of my life. But also, if I didn't like, I went to that school. I went to that school with C's and I came out with A's. You know, mm-hmm. so like I was able to go to this uni- Manchester University because mm-hmm. of because of that school. Grades. I was able to find language and find interests and hire myself yeah. in that environment. And that's still a privilege in itself. In the face of diversity, in though, the fa- literally. You know what I mean? It's weird because it's such a conflict. It's like, those are the worst experiences of my diversity. life. But then also, if I hadn't had those experiences, I wouldn't be getting opportunities that you're smashing life today. It's like, it's like you have to be so strong. You have to just... You know, it'll make you stronger. You'll be able to move on better. You'll just, you can, you've got this. And in a way... In a way, sometimes it does. For example, that that example, yeah. perfect. It can make you stronger. But realistically, why is it so fine to subject a child to make them feel like they have to be they have to be so strong? Do you know what I mean? They have to, like, for example, can't I just be boys? Don't cry. Yeah, exactly. As simple as that. Something that we're conditioned at such a young young age, age. such a young age. And honestly, like, 
I can't even like I had to I had to change how I thought because hundred percent I was so used to people saying oh boys don't cry boys don't cry that my little brother I love him more than anything when mm. he used to cry when I was little yeah when he was little I would get so mad at him because mm. I'm just like stop everyone else is gonna think you're weak and yeah. I know you're not weak mm. and it's kind of just like you're meant to try and hide your emotion just so you can carry on yeah just so you can move and just so you can try and get to better places you're meant yeah. to just Okay, take it on the chin, let's go. No, let's go. It doesn't affect me. And then they don't actually think of what psychologically that does to people from such a young age. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, the energy that I have, the students will be always be different to the teachers because mm. the teachers are in places of power. They are, they are literally in a duty of care to those students. And you want to dismiss that same level of care because I'm darker than, your, than my classmate. Then... Just because you're scared of black people, deal with that shit on your own. Do you know what deal I mean? Deal with that shit on your own. Do not put that shit onto me. Like, that's none of my to business. Do with me. I'm just out here fucking trying to get my grades. Honestly, I'm prob- like, we're probably the nicest people you will ever met. Yeah. Like, ever I'm meet, prob- realistically. You know what I mean? I'm probably the nicest person you've ever met. But, honey, if you give me nonsense, I'll meet give you. Give me there. a reason. Give like, me like a do you know reason. what? Like, it's like weird <laughs> examples. <laughs> what was the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? Oh my days. Do you know what? Like there used to be like there's there's times that I feel like I would do things just to not like make people I wouldn't do it to make people feel awkward, yeah. but to kind of be like, oh <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you felt away when you saw me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do this. Like for example, I used to purposely walk old ladies across the road. Mm. I'd like I'd purposely I'd be like, okay, this is when I lived in Moston. Moston yeah. at the time my family moved from London. Actually, no, let me backtrack. When I lived in South East London, yeah. I didn't know what racism actually yeah. was. Like, yeah. I was just like, no, I was in such a diverse community. Like, I'd hear people be like, oh, that's racist, but they're not actually being like... But what is hmm, it? Like, what is identify. it? Like, I'll, te- I'll have people telling me like what they think it is, but I never experienced it. Yeah, I never experienced it. The thing is, you hear so much diversity. Like it doesn't even like you have different languages because you're in a connection oh of culture. Gosh. Like so many different things. That's probably the reason why I feel like I understand every language. I feel like I understand <laughs> Japanese. I feel like I understand. I feel like I understand Eritrean. I feel like I understand. <laughs> Like yeah. I was so used to being in such a diet. Like I didn't, I didn't think like, of it. Yeah, I didn't need to be worried that someone's gonna look at me in a certain type of way. And then yeah. I moved to Manchester, and I was like, moved to Moston, and I was like, oh, it's Moston a really white area. It was at the time when we moved. It was like yeah. two thousand and five, and that was the first time someone to my face called me a nigger, and I was like, oh, I'm only ten years old, like. What have I done to upset you? Yeah. Like I was, I was so confused. I was like, "What have I done yeah. to make you say that word?" Yeah. When I'm just going home from school, like yeah. there's so many different, there's so many experiences. I was kind of just like, in a way, I kind of I didn't. When you're young, you don't know what. So in a way, I just apologized. I would always be like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's, it's confusing. You're like, because someone's attacking you for something, but then you're a person and you're like, okay, so what have I done to... I've not actually done anything. you grow up and then you realise, no, it's actually the racist problem. It's the but racist problem. you're younger, pro- you think it, you internalise the racism. Honestly. You're like, oh shit, I must have done something bad. Yeah. And they're just using this facet of my identity. Because ra- I'm not the... It racism influences me, but it's not the only thing that happens in my life. Do you know what I mean? 
Honestly, there's. I think it had to get to one situation where I was just like, you know what? I don't care if you think I'm going to be violent, if oh. I'm going to be the loud mouth. I'm not having this anymore. Yeah. yeah. We had uh-huh, we had a neighbour, mm. yeah, when we moved to Austin. And he lived with his family. They were all obviously racist. And what he would do, although he was scared of my big brother, mm-hmm. every day I would finish school. They had dogs and I was scared of dogs. Yeah. The period that I would finish school from like three to about three thirty, they'd have the dog off the lead, out on the road. That's disgusting. Like out on the road, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm scared of dogs. I'm scared of dogs." And I can't be like, oh, "Excuse me, can you shout your dog?" Because I've never spoken yeah. to you. I've never felt comfortable yeah. or safe yeah. to speak to you. I, like even sometimes when they're in their front garden and I'm going to my house, yeah. which is next door, I feel like all eyes are on me. Mm. Like I feel like, oh, just put your head down. And you shouldn't feel like that going into your home. Uh, no, but when I all. when I was younger, I just thought, you're just gonna have to get used to this. This is this is what Manchester's like, you know, just take it on the chin, just move, you know, you have to be strong. You yeah. always have to be strong. Yeah, you inherit the sort of mentality that yeah. survivor. And then you, you have know? to be like, oh, oh, I have to be strong. But then I also then don't want to be that narrative that I've seen people push upon yes. black women. Do you know what I mean? Like black people. I don't want to be that narrative. So, okay. Okay, so let me just let me just, just run inside quickly. You'll be fine. Run inside quickly. Mm-hmm. And then one day I thought, nah. I was very independent when I was younger as well. So I didn't, I never wanted to tell people. I never yeah. wanted to tell See, my- I never, I never wanted to tell anybody thing. That was for me in my journal. Yeah, literally. Cause I was for, <laughs> oh, that and I thought, if my brother finds out what's really going to happen, yeah. like it's probably, I don't want to then cause a problem. Yeah. I didn't want to cause a problem. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just bear the brunt of it. And I just thought, I won't put, I thought, nah, do you know what? So I said to my brother, I, I actually, I was like, Bro, um, I'm on the way home. Um, can you get home before me? And he was like, oh, I'm chilling with the boys. Why? What's up? And I was like, I didn't want to tell you, but you know the next door neighbour? He's been having his dog out since I've started school when I walk home on my own. He was mm. like, Rebecca, you've been going to school. You've been going to that school for a year. What do you mean you've not, like, what do you mean he's always had his dog out? I was like, yeah, I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to bother you. You know, you're chilling with the boys and they're, and they're, you're doing your own thing. Like, mm. but he's got his dog out today and... I'm just not in the mood today. Can you can you come? My brother came. And my brother was on all the smoke. He mm. was on all the smoke. Mm. And you know what the funniest thing is? Yeah. The second my brother pulled up, the dog got called straight back into the house and the gate was closed. This just takes us. Sorry, let me just. Ooh. Now, Miss Sergeant Wah, do you see, do you see what's happened? This white family, these white neighbours, oh, right? They have seen a black man. And because patriarchy exists, <laughs> the dog was called outside inside. The dog was called inside the dog rapid. Was called inside like, rapid. So quickly. Uh, and I thought all this time I would be like on the end of my street peeking. I just thought, oh this dog don't listen to them. Maybe it's that. I mean? so I was like, Oh, maybe the dog's just a bit tapped, you know? And I've never seen that dog go inside the house so quickly. I've never been them, them be so quick to be like, inside, inside. It's crazy because the thing is, like, I was saying this the other day, I was like, there's racism and there's racism against black women. Oh. And I swear to fucking God, if we do not protect black women <laughs> in this whole conversation, like, 
Honestly, it kept my. You know what story really stuck out to me? The Oluwatoyin Salut. Oh my days. That broke my heart. You've got a woman activist, literally on the streets, very literally vocal, vocal doing the in most. In your face, telling you about life. her experiences, telling you what she's been through. Some people will tell you things and not make it personal. She's personally letting you know, and you're ah. Oh. It broke my heart. Because she got, she basically, um, if you are well aware, which you, I mean, I, I hope you're not. <laughs> um, she, she was a protester, but she also got sexually assaulted. She reported her assault like all over the media, um, all over like social, all over social media. Um, reported to the police a number of times. Um, and it, was it like nine days later they found her body and she was killed by black men? Like we should we black. Women should not be having to fight two fights. Two fights. And the thing is, what all it's like, oh my it's like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to protect black men. Mm-hmm. We have to then protect ourselves because we feel like who's then gonna protect us? Yeah. And then we feel like, oh, okay. We have this we have this white person that's coming, that's good. They they for example they want to they want to show their solidarity and then we're just like are you trying to just be a white savior? Like, mm. like, what are you? What's your intention? What your we intentions? have to question everything. 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 Like, are you doing this just because you want to fuck me? Realistically, you know I mean? that's also another thing. Because that's the thing. It's like we've been challenged for so much of our lives for being black. So for us not to rethink and us for not to gaslight ourselves and for us not to just over, like, overthink the situation, we also doing ourselves a disjustice because it's like I've been through it before. And it's not even just I've been through it before, but someone who looks like me has been, been through it. So it's over there and then it's over there and then it's over there. So when I tell you racism is everywhere and anywhere, it's everywhere. And this team. is the thing. People can't say they don't educate themselves because how can I be a young, how can I, a young girl, know how to, know how to, dance around situations or how to want to walk don't walk down this alley or don't walk around this or group of people that, that house or avoid that, that house on the street you know that man lives there yeah like or like that when you're growing up like and it was just the thing that we had to again take on the chin and move mm. on with so we just had to oh it's just, uh, just yeah it's just so many different types of racism and i think like as long not not as long i mean understand how you can see racism, how you can see it, how it works as a perception filter, Mm -hmm. because it's, it can't go unaddressed anymore. I just want to say, one thing I want to say is, it's not my job to teach anybody. I just want to live my life. Mm. So, researching it, I'm not, like, and if you want to hear my experiences, run me my check. Run. Run me my check because me. it's a fine what it's not even it's not even fine it's realistically it's disgusting making watching other people make money from a movement and that has nothing to do with them realistically it's annoying it is annoying really like we're trying to educate but it's invalidating as well it's very it's like, invalidating it's like it's literally like okay no okay so you know what Let's... i spoke to my back my black friend and my black friend said this so i'm just gonna tell you how my black friend sees it because the thing is especially like especially with like racial education like i think we're not just coming to you with things that we've learned we've actually gone out seek sources seats conversation we've mm-hmm. seen you know we've gone outside to Strengthen the inner, strengthen the inner, you know, and that comes with our emotional, 
resilience. That also comes with our, um, even the way that we talk. Do you know what I mean? The fact that we're able to address so many convers- so many issues. Sorry, I'm just trying to share. No, you're speaking facts. So many issues and we can do it in so many different ways. So many different ways. So, no, I honestly, like, it's like, oh, if you really want to help black people, redistribution of wealth that was largely introduced because of slavery and the race page gap. No, in the race, well, I can't say race, it. Race wage pay gap. There you go. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> That's a bit of a <laughs> you know what I mean? But... I, I completely understand it. So saying that, my PayPal is in my Instagram bio. Cheers! I love that. 100% because the thing is, it's like, I'm like quite good at educating people mm-hmm. on things. Like I'm a teacher, but... Teachers get paid for their jobs. Exactly. Exactly. Teachers if someone makes you tea, they get paid for making you tea. Do you so... know what I mean? Because I just think like at the end of the day, like I could help, I could help. Educate, but also, what am I getting from that? I need to be getting something. And if it's the distribution of wealth, hey, my friends, come sit. I feel like people always expect black women just to be giving, just to be giving, just to be giving, 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 giving. We were seen as mules. I'm not a goddamn, I'm not nobody's mule. I will kick you in your fucking teeth, mate. I will kick you in your fucking teeth. Ooh, actually, you know what? This is another thing that I want to, like, just talk really, really... Sorry, I don't want to go over too over, but... Oh, I just saw something that actually is great. So, actually, I just want to take it back to this role congruity theory really quickly. And um, so I did this... I was reading a study, and it's really interesting. Um, It was called Utilising Role Congruity Theory to Examine the Hiring of Blacks for Entry-Level Sports Management. So I told you about... Sorry, that's a bit of a word. You said that. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit of a word for, but I'll get into it. So basically, um, the study was like... Um, it was talking about role congruency theory on hiring, like hiring people. But it talked about athletes, non-athletes, women and men. So it was interesting because they actually wanted to do... They found their study that on all accounts, white people were... White males who were athletes were more favoured. But um, they even said in this study that... With many of the negative stereotypes about male and black... um, Male and female black athletes, it is evident that black athletes are at an advantage in perceived hiring ratings for entry-level management positions. So this discrimination of... Oh, sorry. Discrimination of the fact that... Black people were socially constructed as frightening and offensive as a negative stereotype. Now that's a harsher judgment. And now that's higher accountability if they are fit for the role, aka if they ought to do it in relation to the role. Sorry, that was a really, really big time. No, I got it. I got it. I literally got it. All of that is connected into a negative evaluation. So can you see how racism works in that example in... Uh, social level, but how it's impacted on an institutional, institutional level. level. And that's why we need to acknowledge that you can't leave your bias at the door. Everyone is capable of being great. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. everyone can be cap- capable of prejudice. And, like, I mean, like, black people can't be racist, innit? No. Nope. Like, we can't be that's racist, facts. but we can be prejudiced. Yes, and... that's facts as well. Do you know what I mean? That's facts. So, like, we can discriminate. Yeah, we can discriminate, but we cannot physically be racist. We've not we got things institutionally in place, systematically in place to help us be racist. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So. That's that, on that, on that. Period. (laughs) Okay, let me get you ready for the tarot thing. I'm just going to like set up and stuff. Okay. 
Can I have so, a cigarette? Our next yeah. segment, which is Tarot Talks. This is when I do a tarot reading for my guest. I have asked Rebecca to um, think of a question and yeah, let me know, what is it? So my question is, I want to know how my reading will basically help me deal with everyday everyday discrimination, everyday prejudice and how I'm going to have to deal with it. Like, give me, give me a, a way on how to deal with it in a calmer manner mm-hmm. because... As you can tell, I tend to just go off <laughs> straight away. But it's like, it's like we weigh up our pros and cons, don't we? Yeah. If we go off or not. So it's like picking your battles, but also like the battle is there. You the know, battle. like it's, it's a sticky one, but yeah. like, I get what you mean. Um, it's okay. like, how do I fight this battle? Yeah. How would I, how, <laughs> how do I fight this so, battle? Um, spirit, higher power, the universe. Um, please can we ask um, for guidance and um, knowledge and awareness to provide us with, um, I guess, some clarity and some from strength, strength on dealing with discrimination, but also dealing with adverse adverse effects on our well being. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like so. Yeah, I'm gonna have to shuffle these cards. Right. Do you like to touch these cards as well? Okay, get get some energy. <laughs> you, you can never well? do. Yeah, shuffle. Yeah. You do you, man. I can't shuffle the way everyone else shuffles, so I have to generally do it like this. The thing is, it's like, if you don't practice, you don't know. Like, I'm not the best shuffler, but like, I'm like, learning. There's so many different ways to shuffle as well. There's so many ways. Oh, some of them have gone upside down. Oh, don't you worry. If they've gone upside down, you just shake them and like, you just shuffle them until you're ready. Yep, and then <laughs> I was like, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. So I'm gonna put this deck like here and can mm-hmm. you um, take a card wherever from the deck and just place it here for me. Okay. So this one? Mm-hmm. Should I take it out? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Every time I get this card, I'm like, listen to spirit. Like, okay. Every time I get this card. So that's why it's interesting because I also got that card the other day. Let me see what's on the bottom of your card as well. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, you've got the Seven of Swords. Yeah. Right? The Seven of Swords shows a character um, sort of running away from some swords that is behind them, but yeah. they're on their tiptoes, they're being a bit sneaky, being a bit mischievous, right? Um, they're, they're maybe depicting on manners that are more calculated, right? Mm-hmm. So with the Seven of Swords, um, Swords is all to do with your intellect and your mental realm. So this is a card that encourages you to be calculated, but also encourages you to acknowledge that cal- calculating energies are present. So it's suggested it's suggested that you are strong in your boundaries and you are strong in self. You may even look into the past um, and you may look to the, to the past sometimes because at the end of the day, there's swords behind you. However, you've you've got, you know what swords, you know what yeah. intel, intellect that you're taking. Yeah, that you you're know? taking with you're you. You're moving forward. There's yellow all around here and yellow to do with um, optimism and um, positivity, abundance, you know. Okay. So for an individual to depict, to be sneaky in like, sort of an illuminating environment mm-hmm. kind of suggests that 
it's a mastery that is being learned, you know, because you're number seven, um, seven of swords. It's not 10, so it's not complete yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this card suggests that you, um, you need to be calculated in your mental realm to provide you with security, mm-hmm. to provide you with stability. Um, you also see, like, there's, like, I'm not sure if you can see it in the card, but there's, like, little um, tents in the background. And with tents, it's, like, um, home, it's security, it's, like, foundation, you know? Yeah. But because they're in the background, that's, like, what my journey's to or what my journey's from. Friendly, it's, like, yeah. I see a home as a place of rest. So let's say um, in my other deck, in my Kaleidoscope deck, they've got this card depicted as Ski Mask. And Ski Mask can be like fraudulent behaviour. Yeah. But it's got the swords around like a ring. So it just talks about how your mind can get the better of you or you can get the better of your mind. But this calculating energy has opportunity to be expressed in creative ways. So let's say, um, let's say, okay, so in relation to your tarot question, right? How is discrimin? How can I get about? Like, how can I protect myself? How can I protect my well-being with discrimination, but also within self? Right? Mm-hmm. It's like in the internal state of mind. Well, this is what I'm getting from the card. In the internal t- state of mind, I can use creative opportunities to help distract myself um, from my mind. So, like, you know how like your mind can get the best of you. You're overthinking, and like all of this. It's happening and then you go and draw or you go and read a book or you go and do something creative because creativity mm-hmm. is not just in the art sense you know like that is one way of sort of um call that is one way of causing like no of like not even causing but like strengthening um your mental ability yeah. like your mental intelligence because you're able to distance self distance self from your thoughts because you can acknowledge that thoughts are temporary yeah you know mm-hmm. but because of the seven of swords is outside and it's sort of talking about conflicting energies it's talking about how there needs to be like um you need to be aware of it and there is energy around you that might be insincere and might be um you know what I'm going to say. I'll, <laughs> I'll mean, wait for after to mean, say that. Because this, this is mad. This is mad. Because So yeah, you got that card. And I know I said I was only going to do one, but I just want to look at the end of the card, yeah? So the end of the card is the King of Cups. The end of the card is the King of Cups. The King of the Cups is a personality that is loving, nurturing, father figure, like so, um, what's the word? Emotionally fulfilled. Like they have like got you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like supportive and they are... Um, very emotionally intelligent. However, right, you've got that in the back of the card, so that's an old energy. And we're talking about, um, we're asking spirit, we're asking for like this present idea to um, strengthen me now. Do you know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. asking it to like, how do I explain this? We're asking it in like, in a way that we have to distance ourselves from out from outdated beliefs and take, the new mental intellect or the actual, the stronger or the better or the things that helped us in yeah. our mental intellect into the present, you know? But we might be sneaky as well. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> oh my days. Oh, oh my God. Don't leave me, don't leave me, <laughs> don't leave me. Wow. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. Do you get anything from this card? Like what? Like from what I've said, or from the imagery? Like is there anything? 
Don't worry, take them with you if you wanna. With this one? Yeah. It's kind of like, what I'm getting it from it from this one is like, I've got the information that I have that I need to move forward in a way. And I don't really need to, I've done like, for example, I've done enough resting. Yeah. I've done enough educating myself and I might have left these two, but yeah. I have enough of what I need to move forward. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. In a way. And when you said sneaky energies. Yes. But I find that funny. I find it in a relation because at the start of our conversation, at the start of the podcast, you said um, how you struggle to open up mm -hmm. and how um, you're an emotive <laughs> person, but you like your independence. Mm -hmm. The King of Cups is emotionally supportive individual that is so caring and so nurturing that... Um, it's like the master, it's like the master sort of ideal. Yeah. Because that's a past energy. It's like you've learned that. Yeah. You've already learned that. Do you know what I mean? Like you've already, you know that. Like, do you know what I mean? Whoosh! <laughs> Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Oh my God, energy. No, I love it. Because the thing is, it's like, that card, like this card is a very um, important card for me. Because the thing is like, I'm a very open book. Like I'm transparent. I wear my heart on my sleeve. However, I live in a world where not everybody is. Not they everyone. live in a world that people are calculating. People could be even malicious with their calculation. Honestly. So I need to learn how to, how to navigate this energy in this space because I'm gonna be in contact with energies that aren't serving me. And how to use my intellect to then work around these energies, even if it has to be in a sneaky way. Yeah. Hmm. But hmm. there is, there's hope in this card. You've got so much yellow, there's so much abundance and you're an emotive being, hence why the King of Cups. Like if you're, if you're guided by love and if you're guided by um, sort of- Shaking. <laughs> um, abundance. And if you're governed by, by a space that like is, so, you know, just out of joy. Do you know what I mean? Out, mm -hmm. not, not just out of joy, let me say that, because that's too, like, positive. But no, <laughs> like, if you're governed by a space that is followed through with the heart, but you've mastered the head, flying. Oi, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I'm about to go have a meeting and just be... <laughs> Very intellectual with my words. Oh my god! But <laughs> mate, I'm so. How? Yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> oh my days, cause hmm, I don't even. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot to make me speechless. So. <laughs> Okay. 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 How are you feeling? I feel good. Good. I can't even lie, I feel good. Oh, that's good. I like the fact that Tara can give clarity. Do you know what I mean? I feel good. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Yes. I feel amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Yay. Okay. Well done. Well done. Okay. Well done. Because well well. you know what I used to think? I used to be like, oh, like, like, it's because you're dumb. That's why you can't articulate yourself properly. Mm -hmm. And with this, I'm just like. No, you're clever. I'm clever. You're I've got clever. what I need to articulate myself the perfect way for me. Exactly. And the way that other people will also be able to be like, do you know what? I understand her. Maybe she's not using big words, but I understand her. Yeah, you're relatable and you're like informative. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> Rebecca, oh my God, you're killing me, you're killing me. Well, it's sad because it's coming to the end oh. of our... Um, Oh, and I'm so, I'm, 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 oh, I want to go. Let's go. Yes. Well, <laughs> let's go to the last episode. Last
last segment. I'm excited to what um, what your response is going to be. But um, so this is the last eight segment. It's called the direct message, and this is sort of like a little take home message for the listeners. Um, we talked about race today. We talked about whiteness as an ideology. We've talked about so many things, and I think I want to leave listeners with three things. Okay, three things. Mm. Sorry. Number one, no one is born is conscientious, right? Yep. That's just a fact. So be aware of this. Um, number two, black people deserve to be compensated for period their work, their rights, and their humanity. Period. period. I also want to say that racism is everywhere and anywhere, it's very fluid, it adapts. Mm -hmm. Like, it adapts to the environment where it's in. Regardless if I'm walking down the street and it's a personal experience when someone pushes me on the street because I didn't walk inside to them, or if it's, I don't know, in a meeting with a college admissions tutor who's suggesting that I'm not capable for doing the assigned course, you know, it adapts, it adapts to your environment. I'm talking to you about a personal experience, um, walking down the street compared to experience, which is in an institution that's going to affect people's lives, Literally. you know? Um, yeah. Racism is everywhere. There is. Everywhere. What's your direct message? <laughs> Honestly, this is still flabbergasted me. I am, oh my days. If you want to give that for your direct message, that's calm as well. Actually, yeah, I do. Do. I do. Go for it. My direct message is, regardless of like, I know like it might be hard to articulate yourself or like, or get what you want to say across, but with what you have, there is always a way of doing it. Always a way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Always. Like, regardless of if it might be a race issue, if it might be, like, a personal issue, there is always a way of you communicating. There's always a way of you moving forward. At the end of the day, you're all, like, you always move forward. No one walks backwards, do you know what I mean? That so... is a fucking lie. No one walks backwards. <laughs> I like that. No, I really, really like that. Oh, Rebecca, you've been amazing. You've been amazing. Thank you. No, thank you. You're like, I wanted you to be my guest for so long. You know this. Like, you're great. Thank you so much. This. No, honey, you can take pictures. You can search as much as you like. Please, could you um, tell listeners um, of your socials or how to find you, your PayPal? Oh, well, <laughs> my socials is at Retronique. Just be ready for the energy. Um, <laughs> A dancing queen. Just, just going to let you know from now. Um, you're the most entertaining person on social media. I find you so entertaining. Thank you. When I'm having a good day. When I'm having a good day. I'm entertaining when I'm having a bad day, but you might not be ready for smoke. Um, um, yeah, socials, at Retro Nikon, literally everything. Yeah. Yeah, oh my days, this is so... Yeah, at Retro Yeah, PayPal. Ah, Fadiora. Cash app, at Retro If you want... DM me and I'll send you my bank details. <laughs> so, 
There's ways of getting there funds, is baby. ways. There's ways of getting funds. Honestly, if you're not even in England, I will do. <laughs> you can do international transfers. <laughs> you can do cash app. Like, Yo, <laughs> give me, run me that check. Run me that check. Oh god, you kill me. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I've been your host, Sarah DM. The um, follow me on socials, DM talks for the podcast, DM snaps for the personal account. You know, like fuck all that shit. For the, for the lights, for the energy, <laughs> yeah, for, the for all of the good stuff. You know what I mean? For those good, good, good outfits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> PayPal, if you would kindly, would love to redistribute your wealth mm. with me. Sarah mm. D. Moy, it's on my Instagram bio. Like, yeah, if you want to donate, proceed. I'm not going to stop you. If you want to educate, if you want more education, proceed. Definitely. And then I'll give you some more education. But um, no, thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed this episode and it was really releasing as well. Yeah, so, I needed yeah. this. I needed this too. I actually needed oh, well. this. Thank you very much, guys. And I shall see you later. Thank Bye. Thank you. Woo, 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 woo.